0: Welcome to Return to Oz Minute, where we're analyzing the Disney film Return to Oz one generation traumatizing minute at a time. I'm Tierney Steele.
1: And I'm Mike Carlucci. And we're, we've got uh, Nick Jimenez and the Wheelers back for a Thursday special
2: episode. Happy Thursday. This
0: Thursday. Did you know Thor? Uh, there's uh, also the god Tyr, T Y R, which is where my name came from. Sorry, I got excited. Uh,
2: oh I, wow! I I just got done earlier this year. I read the that Neil Gaiman Norse mythology book, and I that, that's where I that's yeah. I thought it was really cool. <laughs> uh,
0: just just a little happiness before. Well, actually, so I've always loved Minute Fifty Six, but apparently I was a weird kid. Minute Fifty Six starts with us seeing into Cabinet Thirty One. It's a head, and also the powder of life, and it ends sixty seconds later. I assume it was Dorothy gawking at a ghost, um, but mm-hmm. this is the screaming heads minute.
2: <laughs> so were you? Were your parents aware of the Norse mythology connection when they named you? Yeah, it? It's a, it's it, a family it a name,
0: and it's it's Iri- It's an oh, Irish cool. last name, and tyranny nice. and sheer Tyr are related, but obviously, you know. Many, many centuries of oh, sure. assimilation later.
2: <laughs> uh, Jimenez used to be spelt with an X. Oh. oh. Like, yeah. yeah, like like generations and generations ago. It started out in uh, the Dominican Republic. And then as we kind of traveled north to Mexico, it, it started getting spelt with a J. Yeah. I
0: would. Yeah. The more you yes. know. I like that. Um to it. That's very soothing. I like it. Um, and it Thank you. plays so well with and the wheelers, which has been great for this week. You, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, you're keeping the wheelers with us here in spirit. So when you ask, when yeah, you ask people the, about yeah. the movie Return to Oz, unless they're me and Mike, or very few others, they're probably going to remember the wheelers <laughs> and they're going to remember this scene. Yes. <laughs> um. So what's your history with this movie? I know you mentioned you'd seen it as a kid, but not much.
2: Yeah, you know, it was um, it was during my kind of like HBO wandering the wasteland period when I was watching like uh like Crawl and Lady Hawk, and I, I I was just I was aware of a feeling, but I didn't really know what to call it yet. This was kind of like in those days where some kids had the internet, but not me yet so it, it was out there, but I wasn't a part of it. like i I um like I just knew that I loved a certain look. like I would find something like legend on HBO at nine in the morning and I would be like, yeah, this that this thing. and return to Oz was definitely a part of that journey. so i i've 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 watched it a couple of times, but I have to admit this was definitely my first time sitting down and watching it all the way through as an adult. Uh, but yeah, but the, yeah, some of the imagery has stayed with me for a long time. like, Jack just like that image of like a real and I remember I remember the not to get too spoilery but when uh, when Gump loses his sled body I remember that being very traumatizing to me as a kid (laughs) anything anything involving reality or dreams I remember always used to freak me out like do you guys remember the Little Nemo and Slumberland movie
0: oh I don't yeah I remember its existence. I don't think I was a not like not allowed to see it, but I think there was a conscious decision made. It's a, at some point.
2: Yeah, it's a spooky movie. Yeah, it's it's heavy as a kid. There's like some. I remember just thinking about like dreaming when you're not aware that you're dreaming and stuff like that. I was like, whoa, wait, what? And and Return to Oz was you know to the filmmakers' credit, they they don't. This is not a movie that's talking down to its its audience the way that something like the Emoji movie is, which was brought up <laughs> earlier this week, and and it's unfortunate that it was sort of to the movie's, uh, uh you know, financial hindrance. But I think in the long run, we're going to be talking about Return to Oz and and how memorable it is much longer than something like something made with yeah. you know like, like well, the Emoji this is, movie.
0: Uh, Walter Murch's only feature film that he directed. He's directed other yeah, things, but not, like, shame. full movies. And, of course, he's been involved in seven billion yeah. other movies, but this is his directorial mm-hmm. baby. And it is such... It's it, You're right. At the same time, it is so part of a time in movie history and a look and a genre, sort of. But at the same time, yeah, it does stand on its own. Like, he made a good movie it just didn't do well cuz it wasn't a musical like i i you know like and
2: it yeah and i and yeah and it didn't
0: know its audience
2: <laughs> and it, yeah and it, yeah it reminds me a lot of you know last, last year we had a movie called uh, Kubo and the Two Strings which is a beautifully made movie and i got a lot out of it but i i have two nephews and and i remember being home when that movie came out and asking them, like, hey, guys, do you want me to go take you to go see Kubo and the two strings? And they're like, what do you know? <laughs> like, no, I, I don't know a lot of actual kids that were excited about Kubo and the two strings, you know? And I, I don't mean to be speaking ill of, of kids. I mean, kids yeah. are smart, but kids are also really yeah. susceptible to marketing and comfort and. Uh, Return to Oz is not a comfortable children's movie. It it, it, it doesn't play to, I'm sure, what, what were the conventions at, at the time. Yeah, you know? I'm
0: trying to think. I know um, we were talking with, I think, with Victoria about how you almost had to see Return to Oz at this sweet spot in your life where you were old enough to follow the movie, but too young to take things as that scary Like, there's a point where it doesn't occur to you. Like, I remember this scene. I don't remember being scared of it. I was much more jumpy when she was stealing the key or, like, creeping through the silent hallway. Like, I don't know. I feel like by the time they're screaming, I'm like, the scary part's over. I'm much more freaked out that this head knows her name than, like, anything else.
2: Yeah, yeah, or just like there being like all of the Ozians frozen and, and stone, like that kind of freaking me out as a kid, or just like you know what it is, it's it's um when you're a kid sometimes there's a movie there's movies that feel safe, like a goofy movie feels safe, but this Return to Oz doesn't feel safe. Like there, it it doesn't have the bumpers on like a lot of children's movies do, and as a kid, that can be titillating and like mm-hmm. kind of like provocative, but it can also be scary. Uh, like I remember, like Beetlejuice used to scare me for a little bit as a kid before I saw the the fun in in how mean it was or how spooky Beetle it was. Juice.
0: Yeah, I was also watching that way younger than Ocean. oh yeah yeah it it really is, and and the fact that you say like it, it's <laughs> it's fun to be scared, I definitely think, and it's. Not all kids and not at all ages, but in a very general sense, kids like being scared.
2: <laughs> oh, definitely. You know, I was, um, you know, I I, I'm, I live in the city of Los Angeles now, but I, I certainly couldn't have af- afforded to do that without some saving up. So uh, th- this past year, I was back in my hometown and I, I was working as a substitute teacher and this was during. I don't know if you guys remember this in during the the shit show that 2016 <laughs> was for a lot of reasons, but uh, there was this period where there was like a controversy where people were dressing oh, yeah. up as clowns and going out into the the woods and scaring kids. Um, clown people would send Facebook messages to kids because kids have Facebooks now, saying that a clown was going to come to their school at 2 p.m. in the afternoon and. A kid would run in, poke his head into my room, be like, there's a clown coming. And I'd be like, God damn it. And then, you know, the kids would just freak out. And but I I couldn't I, I couldn't get mad because there was a gleefulness to their fear. They were they were deeply I think on a on a base level, they were aware that it wasn't real, but it was fun because it was kind of it was just dangerous enough. And when you're a kid, it's fun to poke that bear a little bit. I remember as a kid, almost always getting kind of darkly excited whenever there was like a thunderstorm. being like, oh, this is a little bit not, you know, this is the, oh, I'm, I'm all, you know, this could be something dangerous. Mm-hmm. And it, of course it wasn't, but because then yeah. I'd be scared for real.
0: <laughs> well, but, um but yeah. So I mentioned before, I used, I was a camp counselor for years and I, there was the ghost story, Mohawk Charlie's, the guy's going to kidnap you in the woods and take yeah. you to his castle and kill you. And When we would do Mm -hmm. uh, every other week, uh, hike up the mountain and you could go to Charlie's Castle, which has a mail piece that clearly says it was built in 1970, but somehow the kids never noticed that part. Um, And so I said, you know, anyone who wants to hear the story of Mohawk Charlie, come hang out with me at this picnic table. If you don't want to hear it, you know, go over there with Michelle or whoever was hiking with me. And some kids were like, "I'm going with Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to hear this." Um, and so, and whoever stayed, I told the story, the traditional one that I'd grown up hearing when I was a camper. And then the next day, wh- another counselor who had them in my cat who had them in her cabin, came to the staff, found me on my hour off, came to the staff lunch, and reamed me out in front of everyone for telling the story and why hadn't I taken into account and I was like "Oh." they said they wanted to hear it she's like of course they said they wanted to hear it they're children and the director of the camp like came to my defense (laughs) and was like look that's the story sorry they had trouble falling asleep it happens like it's it's just like yeah yeah
2: but like you and and I remember as a kid being like oh I forgot that other kids are normal (laughs) Like you like oh I, I forgot that not everyone is just like thinks this is cool yeah. <laughs> like it actually freaks them out.
0: Um, this is uh, so this scene is definitely cited. Uh, before we started this podcast, the only pop culture things I knew talking about this movie were the think pieces or listicles that came out for the 30th anniversary. Up Roxas was titled "A Loving Oz Return to Oz Turns 30: A Loving Tribute to the Scariest Children's Movie of All Time." And the BuzzFeed one <laughs> was called The 11 Most Traumatizing Moments from Return to Oz.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, there's just such a, there's just so much creativity in this minute. And it, you know, I, I couldn't stop thinking, but this is, this, I mean, this is me on on any day, but I found myself thinking a lot about mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro and just like how much I would like to hear, I would be interested to see if he's seen this or what he thinks about it. Cause like, yeah, yeah. A hallway of screaming women's heads behind glass is—it is the stuff of nightmares. Like it's just random enough, you know. <laughs> you didn't even like, know you, you whenever, whenever you hear about, yeah, yeah, like whenever you hear about someone's actual nightmare, there always is kind of a rough logic to it, mm-hmm. you know. Like, well, of course the heads are behind glass. How else would they be able to stand <laughs> to stand up? You know, like there is a weird logic to it.
0: I'm, all right, so two things that came out of this other than the Screaming Heads. Um, there are other bottles, because Dorothy knocks something over reaching for the Powder of Life. That's what wakes up the head. Um, so I'm yes. very curious as to what else is kept in this locked cabinet that Princess Mombi thinks is important enough to keep squirreled away. Do we think it's just more like magic potions? Yeah, or
2: yeah. Well, you know, maybe it's Hooch.
0: This is the crossover with uh, Miss Hannigan from Annie. (laughs) Yes, Um, yeah. And then we've talked before about how the heads don't retain memory between each other, but this one knows that this is Dorothy. I'm not going to try and say it like her because I will not do it justice. That is, yeah, oh, it's so great. It's so you
2: were you 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 were talking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is very nightmarish. Like them screaming her name. What is interesting though is the fact that yeah they do not retain consciousness between heads yet this one you know you you were talking a little bit about how uh the gump uh has has you know potentially can lead to conversations (laughs) about like gender identity i think there are fascinating repercussions about the nature of consciousness that these heads pose
0: does the original head know everything the other heads know
2: yeah, like do, is new information fed into this head as like a central system of memory?
0: Ooh. I kind of like that, Mike. I feel like there's a computer analogy to be made here that I am not technically savvy enough to quite pull together.
1: <laughs> I think her her original head is is, uh, is is the server, and the other heads are clients. Yeah.
2: Boom. Yeah,
1: because... she has a she has a, a uh, an interface can hear you know hear back and forth gets. Uh, Get some news. That's what the collar, because they all have those collars. Those are w- <laughs> Wi-Fi transmitters. Oh, Everything's going back into the central head. Or the Gnome King, you know, as we know, Dorothy is famous. She's been to Oz. She's killed the witch. Yeah, that's uh, true. Someone opens the cabinet. I mean, I'm sure Momby knows exactly what the troublemaker looks like. There's probably Dorothy with the universal no sign all over the place. Universal <laughs> no sign also looks like O.Z., that's
0: a... Oh, God, it's all It's that neither
1: funny. here nor there. It's just because
0: <laughs> the other heads had to ask... And there was someone... I think it was like, are you Dorothy Gale? But, like, they had to confirm it. Whereas this head is just like, oh, no, it's on.
2: Oh. Yeah. It's it's great. And just hats off to every individual head actress for real. Yeah, we only so get
0: long. a few names. Jean Marsh is the original head. And then we have two other actresses that are credited because... We see their heads on the body, but these others are just mm-hmm. who knows. <laughs> I mean, they know. I would brag yeah. about that. forever. I gotta, are you kidding me?
2: I, <laughs> use it as your head job. Yeah, I got to say, um, I, I'm I'm disappointed that Jean Marsh isn't in more. I I have to I have to admit, like she's she's pretty um mm-hmm. memorable looking in that in those opening moments when she's like playing on the harp, like it's
0: That's, very um, memorable. It's not Gene. Oh, March. is that not Gene? I March? did the same thing with the second person, where I was like going on about Gene okay, Mark, and then so I who, was like, "Hey, wait a minute." <laughs> so who
2: so who is that first Mombi that that's playing first on the harpsichord? Mombi is first Mombi, and, and they
0: really are like Mombi parentheses numeral one, numeral two.
2: Um, oh yeah, um, yeah, like yeah on IMDb. which is
0: where I'm getting it. I I don't know if anyone has tried to like compile background people for this but on imdb it is sophie ward is the one you're thinking of with the loot. yeah sophie ward and uh just do yourself a favor and look up her imdb picture because that's great Um, okay i'll be sure to do that and it's in front of the union jack i mean it's a good time um but yeah i was going on and on about how great gene marsh was and i realized it was fiona victory was the actress and i'm like i'm so sorry you're fabulous Jean Marsh is going to get her, she was great in Kansas. She's going to get her minutes in Oz. But yeah, this is the first we see of the original yeah. head. What an intro. <laughs> um, I, I do like that Dorothy has the presence of mind to grab the powder of life as all this is happening. Because she's scared. Mm-hmm. Like, she freezes. But then when she realizes the jig is up, she grabs it and runs. So, she's. She's a smart kid. She's got a good head mm-hmm. on her shoulders. I had to do it.
2: Boom. I'm sorry. Ed, Mike,
0: did you did you oh. feel like you got enough appreciation for your glorious it would be my headshot comment? Because I did appreciate that quite a bit.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, oh thank you, yeah.
0: Um
2: This this
1: is the time to, to make the head jokes.
0: Yeah. i <laughs> Dev, <not now>. um, <laughs> the entire movie apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we get a little bit of the Oz theme as she runs back into the mirrored room, and a little wisp of something. Like so much is happening in this minute. <laughs> this is insane.
2: Oh yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it kind of. I think. Uh,
1: I think. I'm in a. I think an Attack of the Clones minute. Uh, I don't remember if it was Pete or Alex. It might have been Pete. Said so that he, he was amazed to see how short the Yoda fight scene was and that he was worried it was gonna be all these minutes. And I, I kind of thought of that here with the this whole scene of Dorothy going going in, opening the, the, the cabinet, knocking it over, the heads start screaming, she runs, she finds the door, like all all of that that spawns listicles and YouTube videos and you know, all the stuff with the thirtieth anniversary, it's less than a minute.
0: Nope. It's all contained within this one minute.
1: The whole thing, the whole shebang. It's amazing.
2: It's not messing around. You know, in, in a movie that can, you know, especially when you imagine watching it as a kid, feel a little dry, it, it is a pretty ex- riveting sequence.
0: Yeah, this movie, it, it like ramps you up and then it gives you time to catch your breath and it's slow again. And then it ramps you up and then you catch your breath again. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. This is one that my. <laughs> Sister and I, the ones that we watched over and over again, we always figured out the time to go make popcorn. So it took three minutes in the microwave yes, for no. the microwavable popcorn. So you knew you needed that. And so, yeah, there are movies where there are whole scenes I don't think I've ever seen because it's like, ah, that's when you go get a snack.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's always actually, uh, that, that's why I actually advocate, you know, as a as a kid, I was always, as a teenager too, I was always, um, I never liked going to go to the bathroom because mm-hmm. I was always like, oh, I'll miss something, you know, but now that I'm getting a little older, I'm like, oh, life's too short, I'm, gonna go to- I'm not even going to enjoy my, I'm not even going to enjoy myself, I'm just going to be thinking about if I should be going to the bathroom, and then you have an excuse to watch the movie again, maybe like a few months from now, because you're like, oh, I, I forgot about that one scene, I was in the bathroom for this, uh, I get to see this now.
0: The first movie I ever left the theater could go to the bathroom during, because I'd, While watching it the first time, I figured out the pattern so heavily that I was like, I'm not going to miss anything. Was, was, oh, yeah, you could
2: see the beats. It
0: was the first time I ever left the theater during the movie and then came back and was like, Did I miss anything? I didn't think so. Okay, cool. (laughs) Well,
2: it's also well, (laughs) yeah, well. that's what got me.
0: Uh, the only other time I've done was uh, Batman versus Superman because I was like, Oh, here's what to go, but I'm in the middle of a row. I can't do that. And I leaned over to my husband, and it was during a big fight scene. I was like, I mean, this is almost over, right? And he goes, "There's at least a half hour still to go." And it's like, "Oh no, 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 no!" <laughs> I yeah, I was willing to wait oh, through no. the end of the fight scene and like you know the little cap those movies always have at the end, but I I was not even mm-hmm. apparently in the final fight yet, so that was that was done so for me. Um, yeah, you're yeah. you're right. Life's too short. <laughs> that
2: that movie, yeah, that movie's not that movie's not not movie's not very good at letting you know what to care <laughs> yeah. about when it's happening.
0: like, the end. <laughs> oh man. I, th- yeah. I think that's like the second time in less than a month of recording I've ended up dumping on Batman versus Superman. Whoops. <laughs>
2: well, here here's the crazy part. Here here's what I, I literally sometimes I'll sit or st- I'll, I'll stare off into space because I can't get over this. That movie came out a year ago. Wow. That movie came out one year ago. Like not like like a year and change. March 2016. That f- movie feels like three yeah. lifetimes have passed since it came out.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize that.
2: We've had two DC <laughs> movies since then.
0: That was for the best. That was for the best. One of them was really good. <laughs> um, even That's though it wasn't very good, still. still. It was shorter, yeah. and it had
2: more it, jokes.
0: It, Suicide's been frustrated me because there were things to appreciate in it without it being a good movie.
2: Right, yeah. You were like, oh, that was a... Like, Margot <laughs> yeah. Robbie's really committing to this. Like you or... could
0: have done... Good, you know, I, I'm despised because I love Margot Robbie. I don't know why I'm trying to defend it. Um... <laughs>
2: Uh, oh, really? I, I wasn't aware. Is there like a Margaret no, Robbie background? No, no. She's The it.
0: Shining Example, but that movie was so hated that, yeah.
2: No, it's it a rough movie. No,
0: she's great. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it also works for good movies, though. If uh, What made me think of it was, so this movie has some lulls, which is definitely, we're about to come up on one after the next big scene. Um, and some lulls. That was when my sister and would have gone to make popcorn, uh, when you were saying there are whole scenes you haven't seen, so my sister and I both loved the movie Fame, which we both saw as young kids. Okay. <laughs> because yeah, the idea of yeah. going to high school and being musical and this is great. Um, oh hell, I did not yeah. know yeah. about the scene where she goes to the photographer because my dad always conveniently thought that was a great time for us to go use the bathroom and make a snack. I never. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. What? this is what happened you know I,
2: I don't have I don't have that memory with movies weirdly enough but my dad you I mean this will tell you about my dad my dad bought the the, the outcast double album speaker box <laughs> the love below uh, it was the one with Heia and roses on it you know' they're, they're big their big yeah. breakthrough mainstream album and my dad used to have both CDs in his disc drive but he used to have to skip around all of the mm-hmm. explicit parts. And so, finally, when I was, like, in high school or maybe even college, I sat down with the album and got to finally listen to it. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Like, man, why did my dad even bother, like, putting that on when I was in the car? There was so much skipping and so much, like, fast forwarding. He was committed. (laughs) He was. He was. was, He's like a little DJ. Oh, oh,
0: my. All right. This is totally off minute. I don't care. I'm sharing it with the world because somewhere out there is someone who's lactose intolerant and who's someday going to be a dad and you can use this. Uh, Raymond Briggs of the Snowman fame did a book called Father Christmas, which is glorious because it's basically about a cranky Santa. In it, he's going from house to house. In one house, the family leaves him brandy instead of milk and he like enjoys it. I read that book every year of my life growing up. And every year we left brandy oh, awesome. and cookies for Santa instead of milk. I did not put it together until years well, later that I, my father was lactose intolerant and enjoyed the brandy every year.
2: Well, I'm sure Santa really oh got a kick God. out of that Yeah, brandy.
0: spoiler alert. If you, I, we should put a warning like, don't listen to this with your kids. Although, why would you be? Um, but yeah, I like mm-hmm. the moment, and that was one of the things where like, you go running into the, your parents were like, Hey, wait a minute! You did that yeah. for your own benefit lying to me!
2: Well, you know, they might as well have some fun yeah. with the mythology.
0: I just like that they found backup. Like, they went and found a book to be like, look! Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. This, is, this turned into the Throw Your Parents Under the Bus minute. It's just like... No, no,
2: no. No, it's healthy.
0: <laughs> um... So, yeah, I I just went along with everything, apparently, <laughs> and so this minute didn't scare me. <laughs> like, yep, this is what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, you were prepared. No,
0: I was like, which is funny, because I was one of those kids with the overactive imagination, so I'm kind of surprised that I didn't, like, latch onto this harder. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd like to think years later, when I went through my, like, slasher flick phase, it, it was like recessed memories sure. coming back of, you know it would be cool a lot of heads <laughs> yeah just
2: a bunch of heads yeah. heads on heads
0: <laughs> all right now that i have taken us on a whole journey <laughs> and back again <laughs> <laughs> um did i miss anything in our notes for this minute no uh,
1: let's see yeah
2: oh you're checking your notes
0: well, he's got to check the script, too, and make sure we're still on track. Although, I can't imagine this could have yeah. changed very much between July and filming no. for a summer release.
1: <laughs> Though, just for fun, they do spell out uh, Dorothy Gale with multiple A's and about a dozen L's. <laughs> so, it's it's there every syllable.
0: I wonder how many takes she did. of like... Mm-hmm. My throat hurts thinking about that line. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
2: All
0: right. Well, if we want to see more of Jean Marsh, we're going to have to move on.
2: I guess so. Yeah.
0: Oh, she does. She show up. I hope I haven't completely. Oh, you got to see her this minute. So, (laughs) um, yeah, next minute. So I'm kind of excited for tomorrow. Um, but yeah, hopefully Nick, you'll be able to come back tomorrow and uh, excellent okay I our think so. yeah come back tomorrow um hopefully no one was waiting for just this <laughs> one minute and now you're done please keep there keep listening. there's more to this movie. It's gonna get so good guys um in the meantime Mike if people are looking for us where should they look?
1: Well you can go to our our own headquarters return to <laughs> ozminute.com or weogTogpog.com. Keep track of us on Twitter, Facebook, or the Facebook listeners group if you type in Oz Minute. But for the group, you've also got another option. It's the Return to Oz Minute listeners flying sofa, which I think tomorrow we're going to get a little bit of an
2: idea of where the
1: inspiration came from.
0: It's coming. Nick, where can people find you? Uh,
2: Yeah, you can follow me at Nick M as in Mom Jimenez uh, on Twitter. That's kind of where I live that's kind of my my social network of choice is the Twitter uh, we do have our, our our shows do have some Facebook groups though like the back to the future minute listening preservation society I am sure I worded that wrong somehow uh, but yeah yeah um we, we have a really good little community of, of people there uh, that listen to the shows we're really we're really fortunate to have them
0: yeah the listener groups I think are I just almost call them the gateway drug but that was Star Wars minute but like that's what hooks you. <laughs> are are the listener groups yeah, and then seeing like who crosses over from group to group So you're all listening to the same podcast, and it's, it's a good time.
2: Oh yeah, I think I think so. It's, it's a really yeah. It's what makes it worth it. You yeah, know, the kind of clubhouse. We feeling. all
0: just want to belong. <laughs> all right, and you mm-hmm. can also find Nick back here tomorrow on Return to Oz Minute. Yeah. Piog. Piog.
2: Piog. Piog.